You can have all the Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio podcast with our new app. Just search your app store, uh, Apple, Android, Kindle. We don't care what you use. Search the app store for Explorations Early Learning. Download the app. Give it a try. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Hey, listeners, welcome back to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here on the phone, as always, is Heather Shoemaker. But, Heather, we're not alone. No, we're not alone. We have a marvelous guest, and her name is Debbie Rhea, and she is probably recess queen is what I'll call her, but she will tell you more about that herself. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. So I learned about you because somebody said there was a school that had managed to get themselves four recesses a day for their elementary school, and my heart just glowed because (laughs) so many schools are going the opposite way and cutting down two recesses to one and then one to zero, and and I've heard so many of the terrible stories, but what I want to do with Renegade Rules is, is really spread the hope and the possibility that, yes, if it's feeling wrong and that there's good reasons to um, change, then we can do it. And I love having um, examples of, yes, it can work. So welcome. Oh, thank you. Yes, it is something that um, really is a cultural shift to have people think differently again about bringing unstructured play back to a school environment. Uh, Over the past few years, like you said, we've really taken ourselves out of a movement, uh, and I mean that literally, that we just are not moving in schools, and if we are, we're doing it indoors in a classroom for two to three minute little stints, uh, and then back to learning again. And so there's no time at a school to have this socialization process really develop over years, and we wonder why kids can't talk to each other anymore, and mainly because in seven to eight hours of school day, they're not socializing. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's not just physical, it, it's social, yeah. so much social. It, it is. Can, yep. you, can you begin by just telling us, you know, all the listeners, who, who you are, what group you're with, and, and how that all got started? Sure. Uh, I'm Dr. Debbie Ray, and I'm from Texas Christian University in Fort Worth, Texas, I started this back in 2012 when, as a professor in kinesiology, um, really my background goes back further than that. I, I've been a K-12 educator. I taught English and physical education and coached sports uh, in my first 12 years out in school and then came into the university setting after getting my doctorate to train physical education teachers. But in 2012, I realized that we really were missing some things in our schools, especially from an environmental perspective. Uh, It just wasn't a fun place to be anymore to learn, and kids were burning out way too early. So I took a trip to Finland for six weeks on a sabbatical with TCU and uh, realized that the pieces that were missing were exactly, I don't know, you know, what age group y'all are in, but for me... uh, 
this was back in the 60s and 70s, I realized that we used to have unstructured play a lot more through the day, and that all of a sudden it was gone. And why are we doing this to ourselves? And then the other piece that I realized was really missing is that uh, in the 60s and 70s, when I was out there, uh, we had probably more going on from a character perspective to make sure that kids were more uh, in tuned to how to treat each other, civility, uh, just being honest and respectful and trustworthy and uh, having empathy, things like that, that are now missing in our schools. And so those two elements is what I brought back from Finland to work in different school districts to uh, implement. And so that's what's now called the LINK Project, L-I-I-N-K, which is Let's Inspire Innovation in Kids. And that project has now been going on since 2013. We're in um, 14 public schools in two different states, and um, we're branching out more and more each year. So we call them cohorts, and, you know, we roll them out with that. But what we're doing is four 15-minute unstructured outdoor play breaks a day, and we're also teaching a curriculum called Positive Action, and that curriculum is taught four times a week at 15 minutes each. And the reason for that curriculum is to bring a culture shift in a, in a school, not just to you know, kids when they do something wrong, but to really start focusing more on empathy and less on bullying. So we're really going from a positive direction on that. So those are the two pieces that we're doing, and um, the project results have really shown some great, great things from a cognitive perspective, emotional, social, and physical. All, all elements of a child are elevating as a result of this project. Hey Debbie, I'm no I'm no math whiz, but four fifteen hours, uh, four four fifteen minute uh, sessions of recess during the day sounds like almost an hour where kids it get to be up and hour. moving, yep. socializing. That yes, that that reminds me almost of uh, what it was like back in the uh, the the seventies when when I was in elementary school, where you know yes. we had you know two hundred kids out of the playground and and one adult. Uh, yep. she'd, she'd stand in her, her, the same place every day she'd stand and she'd smoke Virginia Slims <laughs> and, uh, and, and I mean on the playground and then, uh -huh. and then every once in a while blow her whistle. Uh, but mostly uh -huh. if, if, if you weren't killing somebody or being killed, she didn't really pay attention and it was marvelous. Yeah. And we learned a lot, didn't we? We Back did. <laughs> I know that's exactly what it is. You know, um, I get questions all the time about why four 15-minute times? Why not just do two 30-minutes or one hour around lunchtime? You know, why does it have to be throughout the day? And um, I agree with you. We used to do this. And uh, some of the research by Dr. Peter Gray says that in our time, as we're talking about the 60s and 70s, we used to have up to two hours of uh, physical education and unstructured play a day. Mm-hmm and then lunch on top of that. And so it was really built around this um, this environment of problem-solving and cre critical thinking, creativity, and so forth. Today, it's built more around 
the cognitive outcomes that we get in a classroom. It's really shifted in that way. But if I go to that question about why are we doing four 15 minutes, even though it's an hour a day of this, the, the four different times are um, allowing the brain to reboot after important content times that have been taught. So every time the kids have a classroom content, they can go outside 15 minutes, get all that out of their heads, maybe even take some of it and, and do more learning on the playground with it, but it's in their time, their way. And then go back in and they reboot it and the brain is ready for activation again for content. So it's, it really is a matter of getting these brain breaks, these recesses throughout the day and not just one time a day. And that's, that's where the critical piece is that we're seeing such good results. So how did you go about convincing your first school um, that this is a good idea and they should trust you and they should try it? Yeah. this is not the 1970s anymore, and I would guess you met some skepticism. Right. So, you know, um, I am a behavior change specialist, and so for me it really is about being where the person is and their thoughts of what should change, why should we change, what will it do for them, what will it benefit for the kids and the teachers, and how will we still get academic outcomes to be at the best. And so those kinds of things are what I have to work with when I go out to talk to any particular superintendent or administrator who might be interested in the project. Typically, uh, someone who would be interested is somebody who thinks outside the box, is not afraid of what's going to happen if an outcome is not exactly where it was the year before, um, who is probably looked at in a high esteem in the district. Uh, those are usually things that, you know, people will say, okay, I'm, I'm okay to take a chance. That's the type of person that might do that. But at the same time, what I found is in 2012, when I went to Finland, I knew then that this was going to be an important shift. If we were going to do something, we needed to have people already on board to look at it. So while I was gone to Finland, I was writing a blog every day, and I told superintendents in the area and administrators, principals, teachers, I said, follow me. Just follow what I'm learning while I'm there. And that began the trust of who I was and what I was bringing from a knowledge perspective as we move forward. Then when I got back, I had Dr. Posse Stahlberg, who was the CIMO for Finland. I brought him in to do a three-day workshop with superintendents, principals, and uh, teachers from around the state of Texas to just hear what Finland was doing, why they were doing it, what was so important about it, and these changes that I was wanting to make at the time, you know, just two two changes, and how we would have to do that from a culture perspective. That still wasn't the end all, because at that point, superintendents right from under us who were interested in doing it um, left or were fired. And so th these are all critical issues that impact whether a project can move forward or not. So I started in two private schools. And, you know, in a private school, they don't have to worry as much about federal monies, state monies. And so they can branch out a little bit more. 
but the results were so good from that first year in two private schools that I went back to the public schools superintendents and I said, um, okay, this is what we found in our first year. Are you interested in moving forward to see if you want to start in a school and just try it in one school? And what we found is that in that first year, we had uh, two school districts, Eagle Mountain, Saginaw, and Irving ISD. Uh, Irving said, we'll, we'll try three schools, and Eagle Mountain, Saginaw said, let's try one. And the results were mirrored exactly with what we found in the private schools. So my message out there is it doesn't matter what kids we're working with, what socioeconomic level, what language level, what diverse level, it just, it does not matter. What is changing as a result of putting a program like this in is that all kids are having benefit academically, socially, emotionally, and physically as a result of a program like this. And so that's what's creating more and more change with other school districts. So tell us exactly what are you seeing? I mean, it's all these different areas, academic, social, physical, et cetera. But can you give us some examples? How, what are you seeing after you do this? Yeah. So, you know, when you think about um, motor skills of kids today, they're not near as coordinated. They don't know how to fall. Um, they, they haven't learned how to do these things because they're not working with angles outside. They're not playing on different uh types of environmental surfaces, they are only out there, it, like you said, either 15, 20 minutes a day or not at all or once a week. And so their their bodies are not coordinated like they typically were back 40 years ago. We're having more injuries. We're having more illness. We're having more allergies, asthma, all kinds of stuff as a result of being indoors as much as we are and not getting to go outside and be part of this environment. And so what we're finding is that they're becoming more agile, more strong, more coordinated. They're having less injuries. They're breaking less bones. They're learning to fall. All these things are starting to happen as a result of putting these four recesses in a day. Um, it, it's an amazing thing. The nurses are like, oh, my gosh, I'm not seeing the, the K through two kids. Now, keep in mind, we always start in grades K and 1, and then we roll in second grade the next year, third grade the next year, and so forth. We don't just launch across K-5 in one school year because it's too much culture change and too much shift and too many scheduled recesses that have to take place. But as we do this, the nurses are seeing less and less of the kids that are part of the LINK project, and they're still seeing the same number of kids in the older grades, just not the younger grades. So physically, that's what's going on. Um, socially, these kids are starting to um, socialize differently every recess. So you might think, well, when they go to recess, they just socialize the same way with the same kids every time. No, they change it up. They start working with kids that they've never known before, never seen before, and they start communicating differently. They start working with each other differently. Um, they start really respecting the space of each other differently. So there's a lot socially going on that wasn't going on before. Emotionally, oh, my gosh, they're starting to go home and ask their parents if they can help around the house. They're starting to say, I, I know you're under a lot of pressure to get us out of town. What can I do to get us to help us get ready? Uh, they start volunteering their time 
um, they are much more empathetic with how their friends feel. So one really cool story that we have is... uh, And you got to turn in next week to hear the rest of the story. We will be back next week with more Debbie. This is actually going to be a three-part series. Keep tuning in. Love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Hey, you want to support all the Upstairs Studio podcasts? It's as simple as this. Use our Amazon link when you shop Amazon. We get a small percentage of what you spend. You don't pay any extra. You get your stuff from Amazon. Everybody wins. Where do you find the link? Well, it's on the Explorations Early Learning app. You can find it on the Explorations Early Learning website. If you don't find it in those places, just get a hold of Jeff on Facebook or via email, and he'll hand-deliver it to your inbox. Thanks for your support. Bye-bye.